Hello and welcome to the No Holds Barred Witchcraft podcast and Facebook group if you're watching us live on the Facebook group. This is a live episode so I would say things could go wrong. So far lots of things have gone wrong. Um, and today we're talking about magic when it goes wrong I think. Isn't it? Yeah. Is that right? Be careful what you witch for. Right okay. Be careful what you witch for yeah or wish for. Or do. So, um, I'm not entirely sure where to start other than the fact that what do you think the biggest thing that you've ever done, magic related, um, what was the biggest mistake you made? What was the biggest explosion you caused? Um, oh God, that's a question and a half. You wanted to start a little bit more gentle than that. Um, uh, we don't do gentle. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> Just, yeah, I don't know where you would even go there. Um, I I I think I know what you're going to say, but I'm wondering if there's another story. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not talking about that one. Um, maybe later. I don't know. Careful what you itch for. Oh, you, do you want me to tell the tornado one? That's the one you want me to tell, <laughs> it's isn't classic. it? Well, I mean, let's be fair, when it comes to iconic witchcraft and magic, you look through all of the, the old literature and the ancient stories about witches, and it's always this weather magic and destroying ships and armies, Spanish Armada and all that. So I think that when it comes to weather magic and you being quite good with weather magic and you... Um, did you kill anyone that day? I don't know. <laughs> Nobody killed that day. <laughs> I don't think I've... I've okay, no weather, not that you're aware of. No weather magic I've ever done has actually caused death. I don't really... I don't know. I, friends used to go through... I mean, not that you've... No <laughs> one that you've not wanted to kill has died. Friends used to go through newspapers. It was quite... It was quite... Um, <laughs> it was quite embarrassing, actually. But no, I, I, I don't know. That's... Admitting to something like that, is that not a bit dodge? Um... Well, it's quite cool because they can go back and look up the paper and clippings and stuff like that, I suspect. I mean, there's a lot of people that are interested in research and stuff in the group, so they can go back and have a little look at the devastation that you caused. And then, but I think that you should share it and then because get, we've already brought it up. And then get burned at the stake. <laughs> Is that what you're trying to get? No, they don't do that anymore. So you finally got me on this, on, on this thing and now you want me get you want me to get burned. That's what you're saying. Is essentially yeah but remember that um it's surely all that witch gretchen stuff is illegal now and burning at the stake and that kind of a thing i suppose to an extent okay i mean i'm just thinking in terms of we've already kind of talked a little bit about the story and now everyone's gagging for it because <laughs> <laughs> they all want to know every time you say i can't tell you something people always want to know why it is that you can't tell them okay so I have a thing for weather magic. Um, I don't know. I'm not quite sure why it started in my teens. It was one of the big parts. It's an affinity, I suppose, isn't it? I guess. I did a lot of nature work when I was younger, and I guess I just got a relationship with kind of particularly wind spirits. Um, uh, were you a naturist? <laughs> oh, I was. Was that something different? <laughs> I think that's something different. Um Nobody, oh, okay. nobody needs to see that. I always that. get those two confused. Nobody needs to see that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just kind of got into a habit of, yeah, calling winds 
which I guess is a very, very traditional form of witchcraft um, and just kind of seems to go quite naturally for me. I don't particularly have to try too hard. Um, mm. um, but That's the problem though, isn't it? That's kind of the problem, <laughs> but is also kind of how this happened. So it was kind of a, as you do when you're young, you kind of test boundaries and you push yourself. Um, you're kind of like, oh, well, I'll just try this and then I'll try that. Um, so calling wins never seemed to be the problem. Um, obviously, one of those um, Pandora's box kind of situations where um, you start a spell work and you're not quite sure where it's going to go. And particularly with something like weather magic, you've got to consider the impact that it's going to have. Um, what's the desired income, but uh, impact, but also kind of like what's your risk factor, I guess, alongside that of, yeah. okay, well, if I strike that house with electricity, uh, you know, from a lightning bolt, how many other houses are going to get hit at the same time? Because you're bringing a whole storm, not just a one one strike. So it's a case of, well, actually, um, you know, you can set fire to all sorts of things, all that kind of crap um, that looks visually appealing, but is probably not a good idea. Um so calling wins is kind of something I've always I've always enjoyed doing. I still do it now, just not to the same extent. Um, <laughs> particularly because calling calling wins entires in in involves moving weather systems, um, mm. which lots of people kind of are probably thinking, oh, okay, well that's a bit odd. Like surely that's not so easily done. It's actually unbelievably done easily uh, if you understand manipulation of energy. Um, so mm. moving uh, moving energy around and then obviously if you've got the added bonus of sweet talking a few sprites into always kind of joining in whenever you are um, because at the end of the day they just like, go with the flow um, that's what their their job is so they're not going to argue if you were uh, you know whisper sweet nothings and um, go well actually I'd quite like this now it's to the point that I don't even have to really think about it, which is the scarier part. Um, but the story Liam's trying to push up and push me to get out of me is. Um, so in my teens, um, I thought, well, actually, I wonder what happens if you add visualisation work? Um, you know, how easy is it possible, you know, possible to create any kind of. Um, and I was just kind of chilling in the afternoon slash evening. Um, playing with um, energy and just kind of stirring it up, visualisations with kind of vortexes. Um, and I was just kind of like quite enjoying it, didn't really know what exactly was going on other than, um, you know, it seemed to be working really well. You know, and you really connect well with a visualisation and you just kind of sucked into it. Um, and that wasn't meant to be a pun, but you know what I mean? Um, where you just kind of, really in the moment um, and everything just kind of lines up it was one of those yeah. and then obviously um, it was only it only lasted probably a few minutes um, but it was a perfect connect um, and then the next day I'm hearing of um, on the news is that a tornado appeared um, within the kind of let's just say a 50 mile radius of where I live I'm not going to be any more specific than that one and, um, Didn't it appear out of nowhere and sweep down yeah. the high street? So it went, it went down kind of, <laughs> and then disappeared. It went down through a street, ripped off half the side of somebody's house, and then disappeared. 
Um, and obviously, mm. you'd be surprised. Like, lots of people think tornadoes only happen over in, you know, Kansas, where Dorothy lives. Like, <laughs> whereas actually, it's quite a co- common phenomena in the UK. Um, and it, mm. uh, there have been points where you've had kind of hurricanes, mini hurricanes, tornado whatever they... I'm not a meteorologist. I don't know what class makes one class. Um, but where you've had like entire breakouts of all of them lost uh, along an entire coastline um, in the UK, like we get such, because we get such a weird uh, cross patterns um, of weather from all over the place means that like we get these things all the time. But obviously it was enough for me to, you know, shit my pants, bearing in mind I was probably only about 13, 14 at the time. Um, Mm -hmm. It didn't stop me doing it. I may have done another one a couple of weeks later just to see if I could push it um, and actually do it. See see if it was a fluke or not. (laughs) If it was a fluke. But other than that, yeah, so that's all I'm going to say on the matter. Is that the one where you almost killed your brother? So that was a different one? No, no, no. A different one? No, no. That was a different one? No, and it wasn't wasn't my brother, it was a friend. Um, But that's that's the lightning story, that's not a... um, Oh, that's lightning. That, I always that's get not a tornado story. and lightning mixed up. Both of them have a habit of following you around wherever you go. Huh. Um, that's the thing with weather magic, I think, is that, I mean, there's there, it's one of the best ways, I think, of teaching cause and effect. Yeah. Because, you know, creation at the end of the day, the universe is an ecosystem. And the weather essentially is a system in itself. If you affect something one place it will have a knock-on effect somewhere else even if it's over the opposite side of the world so yeah when it gets to come to um teaching apprentices and stuff like that ethically speaking i don't know what your thoughts are when you take a weather magic approach because obviously i've heard of some people when they're training um uh apprentices yeah um the magical arts they'll say you know oh we want you to do such and such as one of your first kind of earliest uh spells which would be you know not necessarily tornadoes but snow's quite a popular one yeah um or rain i've always had trouble with snow actually oh really okay yeah snow snow's a really hard one because very early on i kind of um learned to kind of tie up so the trigger for mine, the energy pull, was always an emotion. Um, right. And that was also the the problem. So actually trying to get um, snow was always a tricky one for me because it, it, for me, I always entitled, <laughs> I always tied it up with contentment. Um, and you know enough yeah. about me to go. I'm very rarely content. You're never content. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. So trying to get snow, um, I could do sleet. I could do hail. Hail's really easy um, because I'm always a bit frosty. But you know, like, <laughs> but actually getting snow, I've always Mr. struggled frosty. with snow. I'm not very good at snow. Well, I suppose it depends on your approach because if you're talking about. Uh, connecting to it from an emotional perspective like our approaches sometimes are different because I'm a bit sociopathic I tend to be very cold and unemotional (laughs) when it comes to magical practice a lot of the time unless I'm hexing or cursing someone Um, so for me it's kind of like zooming out and seeing the globe on you know seeing things on a global space you know 
um, scale and then the manipulation and pulling of something from one place to the next and then seeing it's kind of like one of those stretch armstrongs or like plasticine or some blue tack or something when you're stretching you're pulling something in a you know in from a position to another position whereas what you're talking about is i suppose being in the present moment where you are and then using the emotion to suck in what you're wanting exactly but of course if you do that you're not necessarily paying attention to where it's coming from or even if it's like a train track with a carriage if you're pulling one that's going to have a knock yeah. effect and pull a lot of other things but over. you've also got a factor so were you responsible for Katrina, no, <laughs> is no. that you're doing? No, okay. But you've got you've got to f- factor good. in that while I was do- while I was doing this, um, is my teens and all my you know a lot of watching at that point was probably charmed, and the focus was always on oh, emotion, right, okay. wasn't it? So I think or Buffy the Vampire or Buffy, where it's, it's always they yeah. always talk about this connection to emotion. So at the at the time, yeah. um. It was kind of like, oh, I wonder how that works, rather than, oh, that's how it works. It was more, I wonder what happens mm. if you apply emotion to, um, to <laughs> devastation um, and see how that happens. Well, that's the thing. I mean, lots of people are, because it's emotion at the end of the day, most people aren't um, able to control their emotion. So when you're talking about, witchcraft or magic or ritual or spell the whole point is that you're controlling an outcome yeah so when you're introducing an energy force such as an emotion into that which you can't control because it's an emotional reaction and emotions are reactions i suppose at the end of the day you're literally introducing quite a lot of power into that but it's power that you're not naturally able to control because that kind of defeats the purpose of an emotion um but no it's quite interesting what what do you think the most um where do you think people go most wrong when it comes to magic then what what does everyone tend to mess up i think which is probably going to be a bit kind of controversial because it's me but the love spells it's going to be not so much that i think i think people get a little bit too tied up in what's possible so rather than pushing, uh, just pushing the boundary and saying, I want this, how do I make this happen? What they actually do is mm. go in, oh, well, I don't think I could raise the energy to do such and such, or I don't have the power to do, you know, and they think too small. Right, okay. Which So what negative effect does that have? Well, the fact, I think right? they limit themselves. So then they put so much doubt into their spell working without actually Uh, meaning to and I think that's the problem is you kind of go well you know there will be people watching that have just gone and watched us talk about weather magic on uh, Mm. affecting things on a global scale um because it's an ecology but um we'll be going oh well surely you can't raise that you're just one person yeah I think that's again pop culture though isn't it because in pop culture and in films and stuff like that there's a lot of oh well the more witches that are present you know coven or whatever then the more power that there is there when it doesn't it depends I suppose that's not entirely true that that's not the way it works because it it really depends on what system you're operating on because there are so many different currents that you can use and approaches to take yeah the potential just the potential for more power is there but actually achieving Mm. that is the problem 
So you have, if yeah. you've got a group of uh, in a coven that actually are all at different levels energy wise, are capable of doing, also have different levels of self self doubt is the big one. Mm. Um, if they don't actually believe, or oh, you know, I'm only, a, I'm only a, a second degree such and such, like you know, and then go. But, I'm only a Wiccan. But someone else's. <laughs> and then obviously, you know, because that's the other part, the biggest problem I have with kind of threefold law and Wiccan read is exactly that. It's a case of, well, you've just limit, you've put limits that weren't originally there on top of that to make sure that actually you're now second guessing every part of your personal power when you're going through that process rather than thinking what's possible mm. how do my ethics apply whereas actually that doesn't that doesn't apply when you're already in that framework of threefold law you go in well oh, i can't do that and i can't do that and i can't do that rather than going actually i want to do this what how can i apply my ethics to go is that appropriate um i suppose i should give an example really um so i always give the idea of when someone wants a banishment and somebody wants to get rid of somebody um i always uh, you know apply the analogy it's always easier to um push a rock downhill than it is to try and push a rock uphill and actually if somebody is turning around and saying the easiest way to get rid of somebody isn't just is just to kill them or get them run over by a bus those sorts of things have other consequences that you have to take into mind the easiest way to get rid of somebody is a honey trap, which is essentially to say that person now should get this new job promotion that moves them over in that direction. Both that then lines up your want with their want, because if it's something that's going to push them naturally out of that area, rather than going, I don't want them in this zone, I don't want them in this zone, they need to stay out of this zone. And putting up that wall requires a lot more energy than giving that person a reason to not be locally. Well, one of the most popular ones spells we do is one like this called bitch the bitch be, gone. Be, a bitch be Gone spell. And that doesn't work by being that specific, does it? No. Because I, I think that a lot of the New Agey um, practitioners and, and Wiccan and witches and that kind of thing go on about it's all about intention being super specific and stuff like that when actually that's a small part of you know small part of the process and when it comes to ones like this that we get people to create then there's a lot of specific intention there but it you're not limiting yourself to things manifesting one way and that's the thing when it comes to certain uh, magical practices it's about manifestation i mean people don't like the term high magic and low magic no i don't um, when it comes to you know you don't like it i, I like it. it i don't like the name of it but i think it's important to distinguish between the two no um, no i can i suppose for i agree to disagree on know. that point if, if if you want to go in forward, call it something different. I'm perfectly open to calling it something different. But generally speaking, in the occult community, it is considered to be high magic and low magic. And what you're talking about really is when you're talking about manifestation and magic of the world, whether it would be getting love or money, becoming rich, curing an illness, that kind of thing. That's all low magic. Yeah. Because that's all relevant to low vibration things of the world. Physicality. Yeah. Whereas high magic is beyond that. So you're talking about outside of the scope of the universe, um, that kind of thing. 
some would say more complex things, um, but when it comes to rituals and spells and stuff like that, you know, you can make things as simple as you, or as complicated as you want. Yeah. But um, I think that's the part that okay, I dislike. So I, thought... I think that's the part I dislike. Yeah. Is that there's this there's that kind of assumption because it suggests that kind of low magic is easy, high magic is hard. And that mm. a low magic can be simple, but high magic has to be complicated and ritualistic. When actually neither is true. Like it's just a case of low and high refers to, like you say, vibration, and not actually referring to skill level or anything like that. And I think that's what puts yeah. a lot of people off, or gets people yeah. rubbed up the wrong way. I know it rubs me up the wrong way whenever you refer to it as, you know. I'm like, I've just... I've just it's out. not my terms. It's just the terms that people are more likely to I've just heard. destroyed... An I mean, they're Googleable terms, aren't they? <laughs> I've just destroyed an entire civilization. You've just called it low magic. I'm not impressed. Like, Well, it is low magic. But it is. Because you've low... only destroyed the one civilization. <laughs> exactly. You haven't destroyed the universe. <laughs> exactly. You know? That's, which is what you're talking about, essentially, yeah. when it comes to that kind of thing. You're having a bigger impact than the physical realm. Um, but okay, let's not go too <laughs> crazy on uh, subject talks. Let's talk a little bit about when people, maybe some examples of when people seriously f*** magic up. Um, and normally when it comes to most of the stuff we're asked for, for well, pretty much everything, I'd say maybe not everything, 99% of the stuff that mundane people ask us for or help with um is low magic so if they want a new job they want this they yeah. want that blah blah yeah. blah most people don't realize the possibilities unless they're on some kind of magical journey some yeah. religious people as well but then those sorts of religious people are also on some kind of magical journey so i know that there's quite a bit of controversy uh, revolving around oh, what's his name um griffin something uh, I'm trying to think. David Griffin, that was it, I think it was. He was the current leader of some, uh, some occult society. Not one of the super cool ones, but one of the ones that are public, that are basically full of former Wiccans. Um, and it was all about the cursing of Donald Trump. Oh, okay. So it was all about... Um, political magic because we don't get involved with politics in general and we don't get too many variables political magic if you wanted us to talk you through the process of it we'd be more than happy to do it but from an ethical perspective we don't try and influence anything like that um, and we don't get involved with it um, at all um, however what there was obviously with quite polarizing um, political figures like Donald Trump there is a lot of, say, say, witches, uh, magical practitioners and that, that were trying to curse him and take him out of office and that kind of thing. And then on the opposite side, there were people that were trying to protect him. Yeah. So, you know, the problem was, is that all of these people are using quite basic um, forms of magic. I don't know if basic would be the right term. Um, they're definitely using low magic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's basically hexing and cursing. So it's basically like the packaging up and um, programming, building, packaging up, programming and releasing of energy directed at someone or to neutralize them. And the problem with that, these so-called witch wars, that are normally only done 
by people that are of a, a basic level, maybe pre-foundational. So kind of um, pre-med in the medical yeah. world. They're, they're um, still learning because how you energy works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So their their idea is to, to, to create hexes and things like that and hex them. And then the opponents are essentially trying to use defensive magic now one person uh, i think his name i think his name was david griffin he's currently the head of the new hermetic order of the golden dawn um in america i think thought that that was all bad to be cursing donald trump and stuff like that so he decided to create some kind of um they did some kind of ritual and i think they created i don't know whether it was talismans or something like that but basically on their property they decided to create essentially a vacuum or a container spell that was supposed to absorb the negative energy given off and directed at Donald Trump by these the rest of the so-called witches. Baby witches, isn't that what they call oh, them don't, nowadays? Don't. Um, you did that all last week. And apparently weekend. it blew up. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's the new thing. That's what everyone says. So, you know. Um, apparently the thing blew up. Like his, uh, there was some kind of mass explosion and fire and stuff like that on the property that it was on. And, you know, essentially what you're talking about is you're talking about some kind of thing designed to absorb energy. And what are you doing with that energy? Yeah. You know, if I fill up a glass of water, yeah, it will exactly. overflow if I put too much in it. And as well, if I don't use too many electrical terms, but if I got a piece of lighting cable, and then decided to zap it with lightning, the thing is going to disintegrate because it's not capable of carrying that amount of energy, electricity. So, you know, not very good approach. Um, and that's it. It's literally a case of people, when they progress through magic, I think you learn certain techniques and how things work and approaches more than anything. It's mainly about the approaches you're taking. And then people try to take those approaches and go down that route with every type of magic yeah. that they do and when it gets to stuff when it comes to slightly more advanced i wouldn't even say advanced actually uh intermediate level things you know there's only so much that that specific process procedure was designed <laughs> to carry you know um, and it's just funny because these kind of witch wars where it's literally like a to and fro of energy essentially is what it was like a tennis match until someone drops the ball. Yeah. Um, that is very, very, um, I can't, I won't want to say low again. You're trying, is it, is, it's um, mediocre, <laughs> mediocre magic, you know, all of these hexing and cursing and stuff like that. It works very well on mundane people. And it works quite well on um, mediocre witches, yeah. people that don't have a huge amount of experience. But when it comes to an intermediate practitioner or above that, or some kind of, you know, something else that we won't go into, um, then it's not going to work. Yeah. But also, not, it's not that it's not possible. It's just that actually the reason we don't get involved in political is because there are too many variables. You don't know how much of that person is a puppet, um, who's actually pulling the strings. You don't know who, what actually happens if you remove said puppet and find out actually the person, well, the puppeteer can, is can, a lot scarier. Like, 
you can find that out, but it would put, require a little bit of effort being put yeah. in. And I think really the real reason we don't get involved is because we don't give a sh. Well, yeah, we don't care. It's, it's <laughs> we don't really care. Part of it. I mean, you know, that we 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 stick to our own business and we don't tend to get too involved with. You know, outside of clients asking us to do certain things for them and assist them, you know, we don't try to impact. In fact, we try to do the opposite and we try our hardest not to impact things. Um, we not generally keep quite a quiet, you know, quiet approach. Someone's got a question by the looks of it, actually. Um, something's just come up. Uh, do you believe in chaos magic? I don't think it's us to decide whether or not we believe in anything. Chaos magic is a is a. I don't believe in believing. <laughs> is that a cop out? I don't believe in believing. To be honest with you, if you believe in something, look at the people that believe in things, and they're not generally the sort of people that you would probably want to be. They're very polarized. Look at how stagnated people are that believe in things. Um, I think it's a case of um, when you, when you're putting, do you believe in chaos magic? When the purpose of chaos magic, essentially, for those that aren't really aware of chaos magic, because it's not necessarily a system of magic, although it's often marketed at that nowadays because we try to market everything and make money on everything in the metaphysical world. Um, it's more of kind of an approach and philosophy. Yeah. So with chaos magic, what you're doing is you're suspending your disbelief in something and throwing yourself into a practice. So think of it as a little bit eclectic, but you're throwing yourself into a specific area of magic or belief system for a limited amount of time. So the example is for, I could say, oh, okay, I want to um, learn a little bit about Christian forms of magic. So I might join uh, the Catholic Church, say, and start doing Catholic rituals and suspend my dis disbelief and convince myself uh, that I'm a Christian and blah, 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 blah. Um, and really throw yourself into that. And then after that's over, after the month of doing it, take a step back and say, okay, I did that. What worked? What didn't work? What did I get from it? So it's something that not everyone, I think, can do, but it's an approach that's quite good for people who um, I find that tend to be atheists often um, tend to come from that kind of thing because they don't have a system of belief in general. Yeah. And um, so it's a case of you've got to choose an avenue to go down and with Chaos Magic, you're choosing lots of avenues and saying, I'm going to go for this one for five minutes. Then I'm going to come back. Then I'm going to go down this one until you find, you know, not necessarily something that resonates with you in terms of a, an approach, but basically learning the techniques and then creating your own system. We got another question as yeah. well. I didn't just want to clear one last thing up, though. I think people miss misapply the words belief and intention yeah they are very very different words um in, intention is not about i believe i can do it intention is is it's going to happen and i think that's where again lots of spells go wrong for people where it's a case of oh well please do this or please do that or i would like it's no it's i want i need it must happen 
Intent to kill means that you tried to kill someone. Attempted murder, yeah. you tried to do it. You didn't just think about it, you actually tried yeah. it and someone rugby, rugby tackled you to the ground before you actually managed to get them, you know. Um, yeah, so there's another question. Uh, I'd like to know more about this energy you're talking about and how someone can develop. You talk about levels, mediocre, intermediate, advanced. How does someone work through those phases? Ooh, <laughs> that's controversial. Um, the energy thing's easy to answer, I think, but in terms of what people consider to be mediocre and intermediate and advanced is really an ego thing. Yeah. Um, think about driving. If you're a driver and you drive a car or whatever vehicle on the road, you think that everyone else on the road is the worst driver than you are. You're always going at the right speed that everyone else should be going. You know, it's, it's kind of like that approach. So when you're talking about levels um, of practice, you're really talking about from your personal um, approach. I think we may be different in that we have our own personal, um, we try to suspend that and, and think of things from a perspective of what are the majority of people that we find and come across and work with, what are their levels, you know, whereas our personal opinions <laughs> are a little harsher <laughs> our personal opinions on what is kind of low medium high like uh, we we've talked about it multiple times i is which is why we've stopped using the word advanced and keep referring yeah. to a lot of things as intermediate because at the end of the day i think that's where the majority of good practitioners are is at, at intermediate yeah. I haven't really come across any advanced practitioners. Um, but then that's yeah, that's based I mean, on what are, we consider advanced, advanced to be, not what yeah. actually... Um, I think that, that the problem is, it's not like medical school where yeah. you qualify. So you're qualified and then you're a doctor. There's no way that you go through a certain amount of stuff, learning, apprenticeship, whatever it is, and then suddenly you're a witch or a magical practitioner. What it is, is um, ability, general consensus, I think, within the community. And the problem with with um, the magical community, what you tend to find is people will gravitate towards each other based on their skill level more yeah. than anything else. Um, and generally speaking, uh, it's kind of like, I suppose, I don't know if your school was like this, but when I was in school, um, you would hang around in your year group. Anyone below your year group is uncool. Anyone above your year group generally is super cool. But you might only hang around with one person or two people above your year group. The majority of people are going to be within your year group. So when you're talking about um, levels of magic, you have to think about the person or people that you're talking about because people gravitate towards each other um they'll gravitate towards someone else which is at their level and exploring the same things yeah. um and there are a couple of reasons for that and it's one of the reasons why gatekeeping is quite a big thing because i know we did a podcast on gatekeeping that hadn't come out yet but basically the withholding of information and secret societies and that kind of thing so there's no real technical levels. Um, what we tend to say 
is if you're able to stand on your own two feet and not need another practitioner to help you, yeah. then you've reached a foundation. Yeah. So foundation, intermediate, advanced. When you've got to the point where you don't need anyone else, you've now got a foundation. Yeah. When you're going to intermediate level, you're doing things that the majority of other people aren't doing or incapable of doing, and you're pushing the advancement of what's possible. So you're really pushing yourself, but also you're not going to find source material or information on things because yeah. assuming someone's attempted to do the things that you've done, or, you know, that you're trying to do, they've either not worked out because they're experimental or there's so few people doing that that is really difficult to find those people. That's kind of intermediate level. And then I don't know what's going on. Have you got something playing in the background? No. Okay, because I'm getting a load of feedback. Let me unplug this and put this. That might help. Um, so advanced is essentially when we are talking about advanced, you're talking about, um, would you say, uh, deity level? I suppose. Yeah. Work, essentially. Where, where you've gone beyond actually um, just manipulating and you're actually talking about creation. Yeah. Because I know, um, obviously, we've got to stay on subject a little bit <laughs> when it comes, because we've already gone past the 30 minutes um, for the podcast episode. Um, but what, what maybe we should do is break down a little bit about, because obviously someone asked about energy and what it is, essentially. Energy is the best word, I think, that you can use to describe forces that you're working with. When you say energy, people have a rough idea of what you're talking about, even if they don't fully understand. And I think that when you're looking at the things that are the, the um, what is the universe made out of? Okay, it's going to be made out of several different things. Okay, different energies that are at play, different currents that are at play. So it's really the understanding of those energies and then the manipulation of them is what you're generally wanting to do when it comes to, you know, learning witchcraft, magic, that kind of a thing. Um, so it's almost like the periodic table of the uh, magical world. Um, the problem is, is that you're going outside of that. So once you get to an intermediate level, you're going outside of creation, <laughs> yeah. which is a difficult thing because it's intermediate, which is why we don't tend to discuss that. But if you're thinking about everything that's relevant for this universe to exist and understanding that and being able to manipulate that in subtle and sometimes extreme ways. And then when you've mastered that or have, you know, understanding of that then talking about what was there before creation and how you would manipulate and understand that. Is that a good and I don't know if that answers the question. What do you think, Chris? <laughs> What's your ideas? It does, but it doesn't at the same time. I think that's basically the only way to do it. Perfect. Which is the reason That's the perfect witch's answer. Which then. is the reason which is the reason why there are so whenever you ask the question, where are the intermediate books? And you're like, well there aren't any and the main reason for that is because, one, if you're working on something that big, you're not writing it down. <laughs> and two, um, and, and two, it's a case of that's so specific that why would that 
why would somebody else have got to exactly that same point other than you talking academics at that point? So you're going, I've written all this down so that somebody else, you know, so that my ego is out there and therefore can prove that I did this. But this only works for you mm-hmm. in your understanding. So to then try and write a book about it that makes it openly yeah. understandable to a, a different level of people, it's nigh impossible. Like the closest you're going to get to that is a um, apprentice-based learning, where it, which is why which is what we try to offer. Which is why that works that way. Is a case of you can then work with somebody that wants to get to a new level um, and actually mm. coach them through that process, because that is a totally individual one because no two people's makeup is exactly the same. We're trying to put something generic, like we do about everything. We try and classify it all. We're, you know, we're in the 21st century, everything's scientific. So we need to know exactly, you know, it's red because of this and it's, you know, it's red there, therefore it does that. And you just kind of like, magic doesn't work that way. Um, and because of and because of that, it's the, the driving force behind it is yourself. Um, or mm. you know, I'm I'm not excluding kind of deity work, but you know what I mean. The the driving force behind it is yeah. there, and therefore you can't just then say, oh well, I did this because it's not like making a cake, or you know. So it's I don't think it's an art form. It's an the art, art of form. Magic is why they exactly, call it which is why, yeah. um, you know, throughout history, it's when you've been taught a craft. It is always taught by a master craftsman. That's how you do it. And the closest they will talk to about is an estimation, which is normally 10,000 hours. And then they make a masterpiece. And that's where the word comes from, is that you then uh, have a a piece that proves you're at that level. And that's the the closest you get to a certificate at the back of a Wiccan book. You know, like that's the closest. So the difference really is, because I'll answer the other question that's cast come up in a minute, and we can talk about examples and stuff. But when you're talking about masterpieces and that, remember if you're a textiles master at weaving or something like that, like you are, um, then you create your masterpiece. But that's one craft. Yeah. And witchcraft is a craft of crafts. Yeah. So it's really difficult to create a piece. Normally what you're doing when it comes to the professional side is you're seeking to um a reputation Mm -hmm. for being able to fix the problems of whoever comes through your door and answer the questions of whoever knocks on your door when it comes to in uh the secret society side and personal development and stuff like that essentially what most people's goal is uh to reach kind of an evolve essentially evolve past your general you know physical presence so you know you're talking about to a certain extent i suppose deification yeah um ascension that kind of a thing um i think the best example i could give from sci-fi is if you've ever watched stargate there's the kind of the aura and the ancients and they kind of ascended that kind of thing in blavatsky and a lot of the kind of bastardized eastern practices you've got ascended masters that kind of thing a lot of people aim to do that so that's intermediate level work um so someone asked 
Manipulation and creation, can you give us an example, please? So when we were talking about energy, so if we just pick one energy form because it's relevant to what we're doing today, and you think about there is a death current, death energy, what is death? Death is necessary for the universe to exist because all things have a beginning and an end, and death is essentially um, transitional, you know, is transitional. So if you're wanting to understand that energy current to manipulate it, you're talking about understanding what death is, being able to sense it and being able to interfere with that current and yeah. therefore process. So there's lots of ways in which you could do that. Um, the most common ways when it comes to death uh, working is normally the involvement of some kind of deity. Normally with things like that, people will personify the energy so you'll find death gods or goddesses that kind of thing they're working with a sentient version of that energy that they can conjure up and talk to uh, essentially when you're talking about um deities and how witches tend to work with deities they're personifications of those energy currents that we talked about um, they're either a personification of a pure energy current or they're a personification of a mixture of energy currents. Now, the, what you're trying to do is there are a doorway to connect with that. And essentially, when you're talking about dealing with spirits and that kind of a thing, when it comes to deity level spirits, and I'm not talking about necessarily other forms of spirits, you're talking about them teaching you what they're all about. So if you conjured up death, death would appear in different forms to different people, but death would explain you, would be able to explain to you and teach you the mysteries of death. So there are many, many, many mysteries, many energy currents. And when you look at gods, goddesses, deities, that kind of thing, all of them either represent a current or several currents converging together. Is that best? I don't know if that explains it. It sounds right in my head, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think there's an easier way to describe it, to be honest. It's one of those one of those things where, yeah, you have to take one energy, energy uh, stream at a time um, and kind mm. of talk Which about Which is what that. we normally try to do, because yeah. um, there is a little secret. Be, everyone's different, okay? That's not the secret. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone in this world has got genetic dispositions, DNA, all of that kind of thing that makes you unique. Now, your energetic profile is also unique. So what you are naturally good at when it comes to magic, some people say gifts, but what you're naturally good at when it comes to magic, um, there are certain things which you will find based on your energetic profile that you'll be super good at super quickly without much effort. There are other things that you're not going to be good at. And it's exploring those things and kind of not necessarily growing those energy centers, but becoming stronger with all of those different things. Um, and obviously, when we get apprentices, we try to figure out what they're naturally good at, what they're weak at, and then start them on a balanced journey to try and rectify the parts that they're not too great at um, and then explore and push their natural ability as well. The point is that you're supposed to master all of them. 
um, ideally to be an adept. So the term adept gets banded around quite a lot in the occult community. Adept is some, basically a master, um, a master craftsman, say master witch, um, practitioner, someone that's at the level where they've gone post foundation, they've got their foundation. So I don't know if there's any other questions. If not, then we might as well carry on talking about uh, our subject, which is when magic goes wrong and when spells f up and that. Because it's not all about spells, is it? It's not all about spells. No, no. But it's one of those things where if you're not using energy fields, then you're not really practicing. I just thought I'd clarify that one there because lots of people would go, oh, well, then surely all pagans are witches. No, 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 that's not how it works. Well, I didn't think there was any pagans left. I thought it was just the neo-pagans. Oh, well, you know what I mean. <laughs> that's a private joke and a very offensive one. A very offensive one. <laughs> but it's fine. We're amongst friends. So what about other things that can go wrong? Because at the end of the day... There's spell work that can turn out not in the way that you expected. There's spell work that doesn't work necessarily at all. But then there's also people conjuring up things that they can't control. And also when it comes to the intermediate levels of practice, people delving with things outside of the scope of their current yeah. um, existence. So when you're meddling with the House of Cards on a grand scale, and I'm not talking about weather magic, I'm talking about on a universal scale, a little bit different time, that kind of a thing. Um, when it comes to the manipulation of things outside of the scope of the universe, so what this universe currently sits in, yeah. <laughs> if you're messing around with that, that can be quite dangerous as well. So again, it's not all about what's when spells go wrong, but as a beginner, most people do that, and most people, most mundane people's uh, view on witchcraft is that it's all about um, using magic to get what they want, and that's generally the starting point for most people, I would say. Isn't it? Yeah, but most of us want to understand better, so you know, it's it's self progression rather than ego, um, and wanting to explore. Mm -hmm parts of you know it's like finding your favorite book and then wanting to read everything on that subject it's um yeah it really is uh, you know but it's beyond academic in the sense that you're not just reading about it the whole point of witchcraft is that you're actually doing something at the end of the day to get to those even the beyond the foundation level you aren't um you aren't going to find books on that you're only going to find that with yeah. talking to other witches, with exploring, with, uh, other, you know, I suppose there I kind of need to say, like, because obviously we always kind of go with deities and, and other spirits um, other on other planes and etc. Whereas actually that's not the only way to explore. You can go further inter internally. Um, mm. Which is more dangerous. Which is messier. But then I find there's more there's more barriers to that. Yeah. Because they've been set up specifically to stop you from messing things up. Yeah. Whereas when you're talking about going and working with other things or people, you know, it's about, you know, you're going to fall in with, with, are you going to start getting to know the wrong crowd? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the schoolyard again. Definitely. <laughs> But yeah, it's just it's it's one of those things. I think it's one of those things where people go, well, what if you you know you're a complete atheist, you don't believe in other energies, then how are they approaching those? That's what I was trying to 
go off topic. Well, they don't stay that for long, do they? Well, it generally works. If you if you take someone that doesn't have any experience, doesn't believe in anything, what generally happens that I tend to see is you'll set them a couple of things to do. Normally it's mundane sorts of magic, lower magic, you know, get a load of money, get this, get that, all things that they want, um, sometimes healing, ritual kind of stuff. And then what happens is it's a case of you ask them, well, how did it go? And they say, well, it worked. I don't think that it worked and it wasn't magic, it was coincidence. But I know that next time I want it, I'll be doing that same spell again. Yeah. And then the next time they do it, it works again. And then you say, well, it worked again. And they say, I don't really care anymore. I just know that every time I want money, I'm going to do this money spell. And they stop caring. It's yeah. a lack of caring, really. And then at some point, and you can never really guess when this point will be, Ideally, if, if they're apprenticed with us on a regular basis, it gets quite quickly, but it comes, so it suddenly comes to the point where they'll find themselves in a situation where they're saying to someone else, oh, well, you shouldn't do that. You should do this because of such and such. And they have the realization that they understand yeah. like magic and stuff like that. And they're like talking to some other mundane person about what that person can do to help themselves and that and then they often get say things like well i was talking to such and such the other day and she reckons that i know loads about such and you know magic and that because i told her this thing and it worked yeah and it's like i didn't realize that i knew all this you don't realize how far you've come until you look back you know no definitely but there we go is there anything else you want to add or should we call it a day well i'm just thinking in terms of time we probably don't have much room in the space otherwise we'll go over the next thing we're doing but then to be fair you should do a shameless plug now and talk about patreon and the changes that we've made to that in terms of mentoring well if if you because we do a lot of physical events so if you are in the uk and you can make it to any of the physical events that we do then of course you can talk to us about your own path um, if you are trying to work on something specific, say you want to craft a spell and you don't know where to start or you've got a little snag or a problem that you want some advice on, we do a consultation service. Um, it's called uh, Witchcraft Consultation that you can get through on the thothwitchcraft.com website. If you are, however, wanting to start down a magical path and actually learn, we don't recommend any form of diplomas or any of those multiple choice answer type things that you do. Um, what we, the only form that we're willing to teach people is in an apprentice style. Um, so what we do is we'll do it either physically where you can meet up with us say once or twice a month uh, for an hour and we'll talk through what it is that you want to accomplish and design a curriculum based on what you want. Um, if it's distance, we've created a new Patreon uh, page, Thoth Witchcraft Patreon, which uh, there's various different tiers. The tier that you're most likely going to be interested in is tier one, which is three pounds a month. And it gives you access to a lot of stuff that we're not allowed to put on social media and YouTube and that kind of a thing, but also a direct link to us. So we'll do video conferencing a little bit like this with you personally and discuss again what you want and then help you design a curriculum for that. Um, the next event we're at, I think, is Alcaster in September. And then after that is uh, Starbridge, the Talbot Hotel on Halloween day. 
So if anyone's in the kind of Birmingham area, I know that not many people will be, but if anyone can get around that sort of way, we will be there on the Saturday that is Halloween this year for the Great Travelling Psychic and Holistic Fair. We've got a couple of workshops and free talks. We'll of course have our witchcraft stall and we should be available to talk to people about whatever they want to talk about as well. Not entirely sure who else is going to be coming because based on the corona thing that's going on, um, whether it will be an open to the public and you can just walk in off the street or whether it will be a fixed amount of people that are allowed in the room or in the building, we're not entirely sure yet. No. We have to wait and see when it comes to working with the Talbot Hotel. Same with the Alcester one as well. I know Ben's just said he's going to be there because he was there last time. Um, so we'll look forward to seeing you again. Um, but we try to mix things up a little bit and not do the same old stuff every time we're there. Um, which is a good and a bad thing because it means if you miss one, then you'll have missed something that you're probably not going to see again. Yeah. Um, but if you do make it to all of them, then they're all slightly different. Um, so there we go. If you have any questions, then you can uh, write a message on our Facebook page or direct message us or anything like that. Um, check out the Patreon. You can get links to that through the thothwitchcraft.com website. And if you are interested in listening to us ramble on about a load of random crap, Everybody you might that. want to consider join. Yeah, you. it seems so. You might want to listen to the No Holds Barred Witchcraft podcast. And if you're a super beginner, then you might want to join the Witchcraft Live secret Facebook group which is where we try to get lots of super beginners that don't even know what a spell is um, and just do a couple of introductory sort of videos on basics. Not so much teaching, it's more of a snapshot of a little bit of information yeah. that then they can go away and research. So when we talk about um, doctrine of signatures when it comes to herbal medicine and involving that in spellcraft, we'll do a little half hour video or something and then it just gives you enough information that you can then go away and look up in a book or google or something whereas normally it would mean that you might see a reference like that in a book somewhere and not really understand what it is so it's not a curriculum it's just a load of random crap that you can listen to yeah. if you're bored <laughs> hey it's better so there we go it's better than that it actually is quite good I don't like it because it's mostly me in it, so I hate doing this kind of thing. I've always I've always tried not to do anything online. I like to do the stuff in person because the energy is different than that, and you can tailor things exactly to specific to people. Needs. Whereas this is just like I always feel like I'm just waffling on when it comes to things like this, you know. We usually um, are. You can I'm cover just saying, so much ground. I am, yeah. You usually yeah. are. I'm just... You can cover a lot more ground. When you've got one or two people in front of you and you're directly answering their specific questions um, and reading them as well, because we always do psychic readings on people, not telling them, um, so that we give them yeah. more specific answers, then it's just easier, you know? Whereas this is kind of like some random person's going to come on tomorrow or three days' time. Just watch the whole thing. Yeah. Listen to us go on a load of crap for an hour. But well, there we go. But for somebody that's either having trouble with actually the reading and what's out there, or the, all the contra, uh, you know, contradictory stuff that's on websites and blogs everywhere, it is a really good foundation. So I just feel yeah. I have to remind well, you because you even don't listen. a small book, 
even a small book like this takes ages to read through because I'm yeah. a slow reader. Whereas I can stick something like this or a podcast on in the background and go off and do the washing up or do my own yeah. stuff and just listen. And then you can always fast forward. Um, but, you know, but anyway, thanks for watching. 